Hello and welcome back to uh, the Cuts, Lisa and Extra Cheese podcast. I'm Sofia and I'm sitting here with Pat. Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you and how's your week been? Yeah, it's been fine, you know, nothing much, nothing new, just working. Working, yeah. yeah. Usual, same old, same old. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, grey and miserable here today in London, ain't it? It's awful, it's been like this for the past two weeks, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's classic uh, English weather that everyone thinks we have. I think out of all the seven days in the week, it's just one day that's been quite nice and quite warm, but the rest of the days is absolutely freezing and horrible. Yeah, it's my kind of weather. No, it's not my kind of weather. I'm sorry. I like it when it's really, really hot. So how are you doing? <laughs> I'm fine, actually. I'm a bit tired, as usual. You've been vaccinated? I've been, yeah, I had my first jab. Uh, that was exciting. And, uh, it quick? Can, it was quick, super quick. It, it took five minutes filling out the form, and then I had to wait, or like rest for 15 minutes after mm-hmm. to let it sink in, and then I was fine, but then... After two hours, uh, I felt a bit achy in my arm, and then the next day, I felt very sorry for myself. But have any magnets been able to stick to your arm yet? Well, I tried to put all the fridge magnets on my arm, but they <laughs> kept falling off. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was funny to try that out actually. All yeah, this conspiracy, yeah. yeah, stuff, nonsense. Yeah, uh, but otherwise, it's been been good, and I've been looking forward to do this episode. Yeah, 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 because it's one of my. Uh, favorite cheesy films mm-hmm, yeah not very much your favorite film at all no <laughs> <laughs> so by now you should know what kind of podcast we are but we have some new listeners here maybe so hopefully yeah yeah we're just gonna explain that we're um we're just a movie review podcast movie review. where we talk about our favorite genres yeah exactly and the favorite genres is um b-movies cheesy films cult films mainly yeah. um but it could also be mm-hmm. slasher Jallo and exploitation films, black exploitation films are oh, so many genres mm-hmm. in so many movie genres into this cult sleaze and cheese podcast. Podcast, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, welcome new listeners and welcome back old listeners. Yeah, and uh, I hope you've uh, listened to the rest of our episodes mm. if you are new, yeah, or if you even if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> So, Pat, can you tell us what movies are for review in this episode? I can indeed. Yeah. It's the 1979 Rock and Roll High School by Alan Arkush. And a little bit of Joe Dante. And, yeah, well. a splice of Joe Dante <laughs> on the side. <laughs> it's 1980. Welcome to Rock and Roll High School. Rock and Roll High School? I am Miss Togar. And I am the new principal of this school. And who are you? I'm Riff Randall, rock and roller. The only girl I ever dream about at night is Riff. I've done more detentions than anyone in the school's history. Are you a virgin? How about a cheerleader? Nice set of pom-poms. Tom wanted Riff. But Rip wanted to live a rock and roll fantasy to the music of her favorite group. The hottest band this side of the Iron Curtain, the Ramones! There's a new principal of Winston Barter High School uh, who plans to rid school of all rock, rock and roll music. Mm-hmm. It's up to Riff Randall to take back the school with help from the Ramones. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little mini synopsis of, of the all film. people. Of all people. The Ramones. The Ramones. 
how the hell? <laughs> I know. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> why? I know, I thought that throughout the whole film. Yeah. <laughs> so it's directed by Alan Arkash, and uh, yeah, as we said, a slice of Joey Dante mm, as well. Yeah. Alan Arkash got to be ill at the end of the film. Yeah, he's uh, suffering from exhaustion. So he literally took over for one day. Yeah, and it's produced by the B-movie king, Roger Corman, that we mentioned earlier in the episode. Yeah, the Pope of Pop. Pope of Pop. He's back again. Yeah, he's back again. The budget was $300,000. It was shot in 23 days. Mm. Super quick. Super duper quick. Yeah, do you want to talk about a bit um, Alan Arkash then? Yeah, sure. So he's directed Hollywood Boulevard, Death Sport, Get Crazy, uh, St. Elsewhere, which is a TV show, Moonlighting, mm-hmm. which is a TV show with uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah. And then a film called The Bronx Zoo, which is also like a about a school, an urban school as well. And then, yeah, as we said, Joe Dante took over from Alan Karkush because he was too exhausted. And you'll know Joe Dante because he's done like Piranha, Police Squad, Gremlins, Inner Space, real sort of 80s classics. Yeah, he's got under his films. belt. And it's funny with Roger Corman because he was looking into do um, a sort of kind of a high school themed movie. Mm. And um, he was thinking about kind of having it as be like, you know, Grease or Saturday Night Fever because right. those films were very big. Mm. Um, Especially with disco. <laughs> yeah, with the disco. So he was kind of mentioning, he was like, oh, why don't we call it Disco High? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Ramon said like, oh, if the title was Disco Hyde, they wouldn't have made, they wouldn't been like in the movie. So they still all. would have had the Ramones, even though it would have been like a disco. No, Ramon refused to be in a film called yeah. Disco Hyde. Yeah, that's obviously. what I was thinking. Yeah, it yeah, would have been so weird. Have, yeah. Well, it makes sense actually because a lot of the the girls in the film are sort of like quite disco esque in their fashion. Yeah. Yeah. I said that when we were watching it, I was like, well, it's, it's, what's up with all these girls? And like, they're all wearing halter neck tops and yeah. like, glitter boob tubes yeah. and stuff. Um, but Alan has tried for several years to get the film produced on the Warriors rough title. So it was like, um, yeah, as we said, Disco High, High School Spirit of 76, Heavy Metal Kids, and Girls Gym. Right, okay. Yeah, and Girls Gym was actually, yeah, they were nearly to make a film called girls gym because he just wanted girls to do gymnastics and show the nude bodies <laughs> right that was the whole film that was the whole film apparently okay um yeah <laughs> girls gym sounds like a good name for a band yeah it does actually yeah yeah i'd be like punk punk bandy yeah or yeah. sexy gymnastic band <laughs> yeah. so alan orkash was out to you know to get um a proper rock band into yeah. into this film. Yeah, yeah. He spoke to Todd Rundgren, Tom Petty, mm. Van Halen, Ooh. even Devo. He was oh. talking to as well. Which I is don't be weird. No, I don't think that would have worked with Devo because they're obscure. Yeah, and also yeah, Cheap Trick as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I could totally see why why Cheap Trick would be an alternative. I could for see this that film. working. Yeah, because they were really well. big back then. Mm. And um, but I, I think Van Halen would have been an absolute nightmare. Yeah. It would, it, it, yeah, maybe it would have been more kind of like a rock and roll, you know, like a proper. Yeah, rock yeah, film. I think it would have changed like the tone of it a bit though. Yeah, Alan Arkus decided a more grittier group than Devo and Cheap Trick and stuff, so he decided for the Ramones. Mm-hmm. Also, because Ramones um, didn't mind to get paid a little bit cheaper than, than... Cheap Trick. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Cheap Trick wanted fifty. 
thousand dollars. Right. Okay. But Ramones wanted like, what was it? Twenty five thousand. Yeah. Like yeah. half half of it. Half price. Yeah. And also Arkush Alan Arkush, the director of the film, he was already a, f- a big fan of the Ramones. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket to Russia was his favorite album mm. apparently. Yeah. So it makes sense then. Yeah. It's kind of like he's like a childhood dream almost you know yeah of like having like this film about a school and then he's like favorite band definitely but i mean also alan coming back to alan arkosh but his his idea of this film was like the inspiration he got to have a band in in a film was um as a teenager in the 60s he was having like a french class and he was just kind of um, fantasizing or imagining it, how it would be if a, a cool rock and roll band would enter the school. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and drive up and down the hallways like on motorbikes and stuff. Oh, okay. So it was kind of imagining Rolling Stones just like turn, turn yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty much what happens in the film, really, yeah, isn't it? So you much. made it come true. Yeah, yeah. So the, all the inspiration kind of ended up in the film. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I, I found it very That's funny. Like, interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's the only ever production where director Joe Dante is billed as a writer as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. I don't know, maybe that's an old fact I just found online. (laughs) You never know. We have a lot of stars in this film, actually. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a lot. It was so much to reveal. It was so much facts like interesting facts about this film it was very hard to write down yeah they've just got a lot of the actors have got you know a lot of history in in film you know so yeah there's a lot to go through yeah (laughs) we have the amazing pg souls Mm -hmm. um starring as um the ultimate rock and roller with randall she has done um a few films like quite big films she was in john carpenter's halloween Mm -hmm. She was in um, Brian De Palma's Carrie. Yeah. That was one of her first like movie debuts, actually. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and she was very young when she made that film yeah, yeah. as well. She's been in Stripes mm-hmm. and uh, The Devil's Rejects. Yeah. And Jawbreaker. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> Which I didn't actually remember that, but you did, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, she auditioned for the role of Princess Leia in Star Wars mm, as yeah. well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, because um, George Lucas and Brian De Palma were holding auditions at the same time. Mm-hmm. So he was doing it for Carrie and then Lucas was doing it for Star Wars. Yeah. So they were just auditioning girls at the same time. And then they would like, it sounds a bit weird actually, they would like pick their favourite ones for their films. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was going for uh, Princess Leia, but then obviously mm. Fisher did. Yeah. But then Brian De Palma really liked her, mostly because she was wearing this red baseball cap. Yeah, um, <laughs> which she was always wearing in the film yeah, as well. Yeah, he told her specifically to wear the hat, and mm. then she ended up wearing it pretty much throughout the entire film. Yeah. And she also only, was only meant to have one line, mm. but he liked her so much that he sort of built her character up. Um, she played Linda in Halloween, very well known for. Um, is where that famous quote she says all the time, or like... Totally. Totally. Yeah, Carpenter totally. said that was the reason... He watched Carrie and mm. he purposely wrote the role of Linda for her. Yeah. And um, just because of the way he liked the way she said totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, and she still um, travels the world doing um, horror cons. Yeah, all that stuff. Movie yeah. cons, like everything. And, you know, there's an upcoming uh, horror con in Manchester. In Manchester yeah. in October. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she's going to be there. So yeah, hopefully is, yeah. we can go. Yeah. And the meter, maybe, <laughs> one day. <laughs> well, and also in, in the film, yeah. she everything she's wearing, she bought herself. Oh. 
So the budget was so low for this film because mm-hmm. everyone always says Roger Corman's a real stinge bag. <laughs> like he's really tight with his money. Yeah, very um, low budget movie. Yeah. yeah. So she spent her whole salary on buying the wardrobe for the film. Mm. So she got paid twenty one hundred dollars. Uh, and yeah, she, the red um, the red satin jacket was three hundred dollars. And apparently the shop she bought it from, Rod Stewart was in the same shop at the same time. Oh, really? And he wanted the jacket, but oh she God. had already, like, reserved it, so he couldn't get it. <laughs> that's what she says, anyway. Oh, that's hilarious. Imagine Rod Stewart's face. It was like, I want that jacket. I know, yeah. I can imagine him wearing it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so PJ Souls is uh, playing this uh, amazing character called Riff Randall. She is, yeah. Yeah. And I, I would say that Riff Randall is a strong, definite... Um, female lead living in the suburbs idolizing a little known punk rock band from New York City called the Ramones yeah I mean she's obsessed with them ain't she <laughs> she is so obsessed yeah I mean yeah. it's not like a, a room's not totally dominated by Ramones she's got like some I think she's got like probably Rolling Stones and some of the other classics yeah like Talking Heads posters yeah 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 but she is obsessed with the Ramones especially Joey Ramone yeah especially she's like in love with him yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah she campaigns to see their upcoming concert she skips school pieces off the principal yeah she just does a lot of stuff she does yeah she's like a little punk like yeah. rebellion yeah if I'm honest she's a bit of a pain in the ass. she's a, a little bit of a pain in the ass, but I really really like she's her. a lovable pain in the ass. yeah her character, Rifrando, quickly became an inspiring female figure to teenage girls around the country. Oh, okay. Because of this film. Yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah, Alan Arkash, the director, says that people come come up to him to discuss the movie, and most of them are women. The fact that she's so um, determining, um, she doesn't take shit from anyone with a lot of attitude. Yeah, she stands up for herself, doesn't she, to anyone. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't give a shit, No, she basically. doesn't. Like, the opening scene is like, the, you know, the film in the schoolyard... Yeah, you know, everyone's turning breaks. up to school and turning stuff, ain't they? Turning up to school, like um, having lunch, and and you can see all this. Um, yeah, the classical characters: it's the jocks, it's the geeks, it's the cheerleaders, it's the yeah normal people yeah. and everything. And then um, Riff Randall is uh, putting on like a vi- vinyl record. Yeah, uh, with Ramones. Yeah. And uh, guess the whole school to dance to a Ramon song. And, yeah, and everyone's yeah. into it. Everyone's into it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like everyone's sort of brainwashed into yeah. loving the Ramones. It's like all the kids are getting possessed by the Ramones music. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, and she's just, Refrandle is just like... She's uh, like the leader of the cult. Leader of the cult. <laughs> Come on, guys. Ramones, woo. And then the principal comes out and she... Riff Randall is introducing herself to the principal as Riff Randall, rock and roller. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny. There's so many quotes in this film. Who else have we got? Yeah, so, um, yeah, we got to be carried away with PJ's whole style, but we have Vincent van Patten as Tom Roberts. We do, yes. Tom Roberts is, um, I don't know if they try to make him look like a jock guy, a geeky guy, or... He's kind of like an all-rounder, basically. All-rounder? He's like a jock, but he's also, like, quite good at school, but Very he's also dorky. just a bit of... Yeah, he's a bit lame, isn't he? Yeah. Like, you know, he doesn't know how to chat up girls. Mm-mm. All he does is talk about the weather, and it's always the same things that he says, you know? It's like, yeah. oh, we're having, like, really hot weather, but then, like, somewhere else, having, it's raining cats and dogs, and the girls just think it's, like... Yeah, it's, it's just very, like, kind of... How can you call it? puberty blues a bit oh, okay. he's, he's, no but he's trying to he just wants like a date with yeah, anyone yeah and he doesn't like, know he doesn't know 
where, like what to do or no, why why he like says the things he yeah. says. And yeah. then he gets his eye up for Riff Randall. Yeah, yeah, he really likes her. Mm. Which like yeah, for this whole film, there's like no like classic high school traits. So there's no like like bitchy cheerleader girl. There's no like jock guy who's like the horrible one bullying no. everyone. Everyone's like together and like one and. You know, they're all into the Ramones for some reason. And yeah. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's and really yeah, bizarre. He, he's like, you know, meant to be like, I guess, like one of the most like popular handsome boys of the school. But he mm. fancies like Riff Randall. He's like this punk. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's a funny guy, the, the actor. Mm. Nephew to Timothy Van Patten. Yeah, I was thinking that when his name popped up on the mm. screen, I was like... Well, it's quite an unusual last name, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, Timothy Van Patten, if you'd listened to our previous episode, was in Class of 1984. It's the main guy. Played the psychopath Peter Stegman. A punk. <laughs> yeah, a punk. <laughs> but yeah, it's like um, Vincent Van Patten is one. It's a complete opposite to that character. Mm. Yeah, and it also he was not really much of an actor, really. He's like no. mostly in like his childhood, but then he turned into a pro tennis player. Oh, yeah <laughs> how funny yeah he played yeah he was playing tennis throughout the 80s and um competed in a competition in tokyo and beat john McEnroe. wow in one of the rounds oh my god and then beat like two other top 10 world ranked tennis players to win the competition he must have played tennis when he was like shooting this film then i think he was yeah yeah, yeah. i think he was yeah crazy it's crazy <laughs> we have day young as kate rambo which is riff randall's best friend yeah, and it's probably one of the best names I've heard for a character in a long time. Kate Rambo. Kate Rambo. It just rolls off the tongue. It does. It really <laughs> does. She's she's not like a geeky girl. She's just like a kind of no one, I think. Yeah, kind of, I guess. She's just, you know, her best friend. But she's really interested in um, Tom Roberts, ain't she? And mm. there's this, I suppose there's this almost like a love triangle between all three of them, even yeah. though Riff Randall's not interested at all. Yeah, and it's funny because we have this character um, called Eagle Bauer that's uh, played by Clint Howard, and he is uh, the school's dating coach for some reason. Yeah, when I wrote down in my notes when we were watching it, he's like the school counsellor. Yeah. <laughs> he's got his office inside the boys' toilet. Yeah. And he's got like a female receptionist. Yeah, with like an office table in the boys' toilet. Yeah, in the cubicles. So you open the door up and he's got this massive office. Yeah. And yeah, he's like um, a fixer-upper for if you want to go on a date. Mm. So yeah, he suggests that Tom Roberts goes out with um, Kate Rambo because they'd be a perfect match. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Kate Rambo's, like, obsessed with most of it, ain't she? Yeah, but Tom Roberts, he wants to be more with Riff Randall. Yeah, he does, because, you know, he likes that she's a bit dangerous. Yeah, and we have uh, Mary Woronov as Miss Togo. Mm. Yeah, she's got an old-school way of, like, teaching, ain't she? Like, it's very much, like, it's her rules, mm. and that's it. That's it. But to be honest with you, I completely understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Because the kids in that school are just horrible. They've just taken over this school. <laughs> they've driven the other principals nuts. Yeah. That they've all had like mental breakdowns. <laughs> and now she's coming to like give some law and order to it. But then they're still just like, we're going to do whatever we want. Yeah. Are you, uh, all because they don't like their music. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to ban rock and roll music. Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. Is that the plot of the film? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But I love her, though. Like, the actress yeah. as well. She's great in the role. She's so great in the role. She's so strict, and she won't take a no. She always gets so suspicious about things, and 
She's got these two schoolboys as her kind of like... The whole monitors. Yeah, Tweedledee, Tweedledum. Yeah. They look exactly the same wearing this like safari kind of school uniforms. Yeah, and they're a bit rapey. A bit rapey and one of them is uh, totally in love with her. And <laughs> Yeah, she, yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's very surreal. It's very like the cheesiest um, B-movie flick you will ever see. But yeah, she's um, quite interesting as an actress. Mm. Um so she auditioned for the role this is one for me she auditioned for the role of Captain Janeway on Star Trek Voyager uh, didn't get it obviously she actually made headlines in the early 60s uh, as a Warhol superstar so Andy yeah, Warhol yeah uh, she danced with Exploding Plastic Inevitable which was the uh, which was Warhol's multimedia presentation of the Velvet Underground and Nico amazing I know and then, I didn't um, know that about her no, no, neither did I. And she played uh, Hanoi, Han- Hanoi Hanna in Chelsea Girls, mm. which was uh, directed by Andy Warhol. It was like one of his first like commercially commercial hits. Yeah, yeah. She's been in like loads of films though, as well like B movie films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's yeah. She was she was in Eating Raul, which was um, written, directed, and starred a co-star in this film, okay. Paul, Paul Bartel, who's Mr. McGree. Yeah. Who's the, the music teacher? Music teacher. Yeah. That gets really involved with Riff Randall and the Ramones. Yeah, he's like fully invested in it and he goes to their like concert and stuff and he just absolutely loves it. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's like on the kids' side, ain't he? He's on the kids' side, yeah. But yeah, she was in Night of the Comet, which is one of your favourites, isn't it? Oh yeah, I love Night of the Comet. And it's Death good. Race 2000. Yeah, and she's also together with uh, Paul Bateau. Uh, they were in Chopping Mall. Yeah, Chopping Mall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, and they've actually starred in over 17 films together. It's so funny. And generally it? they play husband and wife. It's so bizarre, <laughs> it's isn't it? so bizarre. They must be like best friends. They must be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're both really great in this film. Yeah, they are, ain't they? Yeah. Yeah. We almost forgot the, uh, the main stars of the film. <laughs> the main stars, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so it's, it's the Ramones. The Ramones, yeah. Yeah, hilarious. Original lineup as well. Original lineup. They're great. Daddy long legs in denim jeans. <laughs> <laughs> what, Joey Ramone? Joey Ramone. Yeah. Oh, no. I love Joey Ramone. I always love Joey Ramone. And I feel like th- there's no other bands like them. They're very, like, an icon- ac- oh, sorry. iconic band. Yeah, they definitely are, yeah. Especially their look as well. Their look as well. And, yeah, the music. I wouldn't say it's, like, punk-punk music, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, like, a mild punk well, I think they sort of started off as like, you know, the hard, thrashing punk. Mm. And then, you know, they gradually went into more sort of pop punk. Yeah. Mainstream punk more now. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. But it was also with this film, they couldn't really choose uh, to, to put Ramones into if they were like punk or new wave. Oh, okay. Which I found was quite funny. Mm. Uh, also... Is that maybe because of the like bad connotations with punk? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, apparently they were, whenever they were touring with other punk bands, and um, yeah, actually with Black Sabbath, um, oh. if they were supporting Black Sabbath, like the Black Sabbath fans would like throw loads of stuff on them because they would absolutely hate them. Well, I'm not surprised. They're two <laughs> completely different bands. I know. I know. It's, it's, yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. It's so weird. Apparently, Mark Ramon from the Ramones said um, that they were very thrilled to work with Roger Corman. Mm. And that was because they were really big fans of Roger Corman's uh, B-movies. Oh, okay. Um, Mark Ramon was a sci-fi movie poster collector. Oh. 
um, when they went touring around the States in the 80s, uh, him and Johnny Ramone used to go through the phone book and, and look where all the memorabilia and the sci-fi movie yeah, like posters, collectors and stuff. Yeah, collectors shops were. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's really cool. And um, yeah, Marky Ramone only had one line in the movie. Mm. And that was that was a good one, Mr. McGree. <laughs> I think it was probably best. It's probably best. Yeah. Because um, obviously they didn't really act. No, I think you can tell that. You can tell that. <laughs> um, but what Ramon said, they really liked um, that Alan Arkush just themselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because apparently they, they really try to do rehearsals and reading through the scripts mm. and stuff, but it just didn't work out because they were just <laughs> laughing. They couldn't do it like in a serious way. Yeah, yeah. So Ramos was always like improvising mm. and stuff. It probably worked best that way, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Jerome <laughs> um, and um, the director of the film, Alan Arkos, had a really good friendship. And Joe Ramon was uh, very quiet during the filming. Because he was a very shy and withdrawn person, mm. um, but he was very nice. Yeah, apparently. yeah. Uh, PJ Souls had to keep reminding him that he was important. Oh. Like he was, he she kept saying like, yeah, things like, uh, Joey, you're allowed to take the soda, it's free, you know, and oh. <laughs> you know, kind of like pushing him, you know, to kind of open up a little bit more and. Yeah, because it's a film about them basically, so mm. you know they are they are the sort of stars. Yeah, and PJ Souls even made Thanksgiving dinner for all of them. Oh. And stuff you know, trying to you know become friends. Get them and... out of their shells a bit. Yeah, because um, they were like really big fans of Roger Corman, so they were actually in a shock of being in a Roger mm. Corman film. Yeah. So on every you know shooting day, they were just like really laid back. They were like sitting on the floor or like. Well, they're probably it. just doing it to make themselves feel comfortable, weren't mm. they? Yeah, definitely. Just so scared. Yeah, really scared. And out of their yeah. comfort zone. Because I mean, they were really young when they made this film as mm. well. They were like in their twenties. Yeah. And uh, also, Jerry Ramon had like an OCD problem mm. as well. Um, Alan Arkos said, like walking with him anywhere would take ages because he was always walking up and down the pavement right okay things like that I had to do it in a certain way or something yeah and apparently when he visited Jeremone in his apartment in New York um, Jeremone had coffee cups like stacked up he had like everything stacked up on the floors like records cassettes mm. it was just his way of his like OCD huh. thing oh. I found it an interesting fact it is quite interesting yeah because yeah. they saw you said they became quite good friends yeah really good friends um Alan Arkush, like the interview I read about him, he said only said like really good, nice like things mm. about him. That he was really f- a gentleman. He, he wouldn't leave you without giving you a gift and yeah. stuff. So he gave Alan Arkush um, a Ramones hoodie that one of his sons is still wearing today. Oh and, God! Yeah, you know, like things like that. And then yeah, you know, tragic tragically, German passed away. You know, mm. of lymphoma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, that's really sad. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that Ramones is in this film. I love that it's an actual Ramones film. Yeah, yeah, you sort of don't think about it really, but it actually is, ain't it? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, so you got Riff Randall, she's obsessed by them. She just decides to skip school and then gets hundreds of tickets for her classmates to go and see them live. It's mm. like her major thing in this film. She's so obsessed by them. Then all of a sudden the movie turns into some kind of Ramones 
concert for a good 15 minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that I thought was really weird because you don't <laughs> you don't really see that much in movies, you know, when it's like a your full-on concert yeah. and you just sit there watching a whole song play. <laughs> it's really good, though. Yeah, it it's is, kinda, yeah. You, you forget about the whole film because there's so much, like, other things going on, you know. you got Kate Rambo and then the Tom Roberts, like, you know, trying to date. Yeah, yeah. I thought that, that part of the film was really pointless, that yeah. whole dating thing. It's a lot of pointless stuff. No, but that I felt like just didn't really add anything to the film. They could have just skipped that whole bit out, really. Um, Because I thought it it made it a lot more fun in the last half when it was just like the gig. Mm. And then it was like going going back to the school and stuff like that. You know, I thought that was much more fun. It's more interesting because it's very slow in some kind of ways. In some parts it is, yeah, Mm. yeah. Um, But yeah, there's some funny moments during the gig scenes. Mm. Uh, one of them being that when they're letting people into the gig, one thing that turns up is a giant mouse. Yeah. <laughs> and the the mouse reference is because uh, Miss Toga, the principal, this is so cruel, actually, what they've been doing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I really hope they didn't, you know, do any real experiments on these mice. No, I don't think they did. I mean, the worst thing was that she was just holding it by the tail yeah. for so long and, like, wiggling it around and stuff. Yeah, because there's a scene, uh, yeah, basically, when Miss Toga is uh, holding a mouse uh, upside down, showing this to other teachers what happens if this mouse is listening to rock and roll music. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like a, a she's got a board with a picture of a normal white mouse, mm. and then when it's listened to rock and roll, she moves it away, and there's a picture underneath of, like, a, a mouse standing on its legs, back legs, <laughs> Wearing like a biker jacket with, with glasses. sunglasses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the gig you said as well that um, a lot of the audience were actual like punks. Yeah, like they people... were. Yeah, so they really, obviously because it was a low budget film, they couldn't afford to pay extras. Yeah. So they just uh, paid the extras. Well, yeah, they paid extras $1.50 for a ticket to watch uh, the Ramones play live for six hours. So the, yeah, the extras paid the one one dollar oh, fifty to sorry. be an extra. Yeah, yeah, to be an extra. Right. Okay. And there was actually like real uh, members from different kind of punk bands. Yeah, in, was it uh, the, the like lead singer of the Germs? The was Germs. that the front, like the front audience? Yeah, and some other bands mm. as well. Um, but then obviously because they they didn't know really how long the gig was gonna be, mm. so you know the Ramos were playing the songs on a loop. They yeah, got really like the sick. same ones. Yeah, they got really angry, really sick of it. Like, <laughs> they were playing it over and over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gabba, gabba, hey. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's only so much you can take that, really, ain't it? Yeah. See, so, yeah, you said, like, they, they like, just replaced them. After, like, the six hours, they just got rid of them and then replaced them with, yeah, like, with a new, new pe- lot. Yeah, yeah, new people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, then... Uh, then the uh, the gig leads on to them sort of being backstage then and, you know, Riff Randall's back there as well, you know, trying to give her a, give them a rock and roll high school song. Yeah, because I don't know if we mentioned because she's like a songwriter, you know. Yeah, That's she's... like her main goal, to give her... To be Ramones songwriter, Songwriter, yeah. to give her a song that she wrote for the Ramones. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Called Rock and Roll High School. Yeah. And there's actually a scene before this whole main gig where we're... Um, where she's in the gym class with the mm. girls and she puts on a cassette tape with the music she wrote and then she goes around like she, you know she dances around in gym class with um, is it like um, it's a skipping rope skipping rope yeah. as a microphone and then yeah, she's yeah. just like rock 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 and roll high school you know <laughs> they that. said they actually had to um, change the song 
oh, really? to suit her tone. So for her to be able to sing it, they had to change the song. Yeah, <laughs> I love that song, but that scene is very cheesy. And we were yeah, saying this was cringy. yeah because of the fashion in the film. I absolutely yeah. love the fashion yeah. again in the film, but the, the gym scene it's just something very cringy about it. Well, you're saying it's the tops, ain't it? it it's the, the tops the girls are wearing. Yeah, like the vest tops. It's very unflattering. Oh yeah, it's incredibly unflattering. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a favorite scene in this film? No, not a favorite scene. I don't think I've been thinking about. It. I think it's more like just favorite moments. Yeah. So like when sh- when they are backstage and you finally get to hear the Ramones like talk properly, <laughs> um, you know, Riff Randall's like, I wrote you guys a song. I wrote you guys a song. Yeah. It's called Rock and Roll High School. And then like Jerry Ramones like, Rock and Roll High School. <laughs> What's and then saying? yeah, then who's the one that they told? Was it Dee Dee? And they basically, he had a few lines, but then they restricted it to just one line. And he's yeah. like, pizza? Yeah. Because he was so awful at like, trying really to say his yeah. line. All of them were pretty awful at acting. I As know. I say, they were like too laid back. They just couldn't really take the screen or anything. Yeah, yeah. So Alan Arcus just made them be themselves. Yeah, I mean, it, it made it though. So because it was so bad, it made it so, it actually made it quite funny. Yeah. And then like, I think it's Dee Dee. He was like just staring at Ruth, uh, Riff Rendell the whole time, just like yeah. doing this weird face, just like looking at her with the pizza and stuff. Yeah, because she, yeah, they're all backstage and they all got pizza and like, you know, Joe is like, oh, pizza, give me some. Yeah. And the Riff Rendell takes like a pizza slice and she puts it in the envelope. Oh yeah, she's like, just going to save it. I don't think save she's going to eat it, but she's, <laughs> just yeah. to treasure it. And, the, that, and, and it's there where Dede's face just comes and he just looks really, like, confused. It's just so <laughs> yeah. weird. Or he's trying to look confused anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, it's mostly... Um, that scene, it's mostly just because of Joey and he's, like, unrecognisable English that he's trying to speak. Okay. Okay, girlie. The boys will take a look at him and get back to you tomorrow, huh? Yeah, we're going to be in town one more day and if we like him... Well, come pay you, Mr. McGloob, a visit. Say hi it's to so funny. for us. It's something like, you yeah, will be in town one more day, so we'll take a look at if we like it, then we might pay you and Mr. McGloob a visit. It's like... So- <laughs> what I thought was, because, like, especially after you said, like, they sort of basically improvised their lines, Yeah. I feel like he was just... He forgot what he was going to say. Yeah. So by the end of it, he was just, like, doing that classic thing of when you do forget what you're saying, <laughs> you just, like start to mumble and then it yeah. sounds like something like, yeah, but, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> who's mr mcgloob anyway i don't know <laughs> mr mcgloob also funny in that scene the whole pizza scene so uh, yeah their manager you don't really see much about their manager at all more that he's like a strict no. manager and he won't let like riff randall and kate rambo see them and yeah things yeah. like that um but yeah the, the manager's like oh no pizza for you joey he's just like force feeding um yeah like watercress it looks yeah, like watercress like wheat germs <laughs> yeah and you can see joe ramon is just like looking down and she's spitting out all this like flax seeds and sprouts and whatever it is F- for no reason at all it's just <laughs> a really weird surreal um why was that oh uh, yeah bad? i don't know i feel like maybe that was just like a bit of like improvisation as well maybe just like doing something stupid Maybe it was a bit because he's like the front singer, so he, oh, he, he must stay healthy and he must look good. I guess so, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I could tell you a scene I really like is uh, when Riff Randall is in her bedroom smoking weed. Oh, and okay. The Ramones, sudden, the Ramones are appearing in her bedroom. Mm. 
and Jerome is sitting with his long legs, like on this. Uh, I don't know. Is it a, a bean bag or is it called bean bag? Yeah, bean bag. Yeah. Bean bag on the floor, and then he sings, "I want you around." Mm. And yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and he's you know he's like really awkward as well because he's sort yeah. of like he's trying to dance but he's sitting down. Yeah. And, and the band, it, the rest of the band is kind of spread it out in her room, in her bathroom. Uh, Didi Ramon is playing guitar like all wet. Like, you know, yeah, he's in, in the, the shower, shower. Isn't he? yeah. Um, yeah, it's when then they're it's crammed so into her bathroom, and then she, like, when they finish the song, she sort of faints on, um, yeah, I don't know the drum, what the drum is called, Johnny, Johnny, yeah. And then, yeah, he's just all like makes a funny face, doesn't he? Where he's, yeah, like, feels really awkward. Awkward, I think, as a red, it was a very awkward scene for all of them mm. doing it, also because uh, Joey and um, PJ Souls they had to almost be a bit intimate together. Yeah. Julia Ramon was like really, really nervous, like singing, because they, they are like facing each other when he's singing. Yeah. Um, singing to her. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Pidgeous all said that he was so close to her when she when he was singing to her that he was like actually spitting in her mouth. Oh. And then on the same night, she went home and just like washed her mouth with like mouthwash. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I mean, that would happen if you're that close to each other, you know, you're like, yeah. he's like pretending to sing. It's funny that scene because it just turns into a music video all of a sudden. Yeah, it's like very MTV. MTV, yes. Even though like before MTV. Yeah. I guess my one of my like favourite moments would probably be just like the ending, the ending part where the kids take over the school. Yeah. And it's like the walls are just covered in like all sorts of Ramones lyrics and like Joey for, for like principal and stuff like that and. Yeah, they they go bananas. Um, the kids. Yeah. Like they tie up their um, dinner ladies. Do you say dinner ladies? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they're throwing all the food at them. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, this is the Tuesday surprise," and they're like, yeah. "No, not the Tuesday surprise." And then they just like they even like blindfolded them. Yeah, they it, do. It looks yeah. like, really horrible. Yeah, actually. and the dinner ladies are just like screaming at them. It's like we just do what we're told. Yeah, no, we just follow the recipes. Yeah, we just follow the, the recipes. recipes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they even like uh, it looks like they're water skiing through the hallway as well. They're uh, cycling down the hallway. They uh, yeah. They push the uh, two hall monitors out the window. Yeah. In that sort of laundry basket thing. Yeah. Which would definitely kill them or like seriously injure them. Yeah, if that was uh, if that was for real. <laughs> yeah, if I was doing like the synopsis for this film, I would say it's uh, a film about white middle class children taking over a school for no apparent reason. And potentially murdering people. Yeah. But yeah, we got seen with the um, Riff Randall as well, like tearing up all the Miss to- Principal Toger's files with a chainsaw. Yeah. As yeah, well. Yeah. And yeah, it's just loads of surreal kind of things. It's so unrealistic and very. Well, they just really weird. go for it at the end, I feel, don't they? Yeah. Because the, the whole point is like the Miss Toger is so against the rock and roll music. She, she burns up all. All the, all the kids, records. Like, yeah, Ramon's records, even Bob Dylan, like loads of other like kind yeah, of records. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably burn a Bob Dylan record, to be honest. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, Bob Dylan, <laughs> rock and roll high school. Can't stand him. Um, yeah, I think I think it's just because um, principal, yeah, Miss Togo, just hates rock and roll music so much. That's why Rifranda goes rebellious. You know. Yeah. That's why she like goes to the gig she skips school she bla- she she has to ba- 
<laughs> just the funniest excuse like oh sorry um, yeah. my my father died sorry my other parent died sorry my goldfish died yeah <laughs> all the excuses to to you know queue up and buy all these tickets well, it's and... when a, a friend says well you know they say it always travels in freeze yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah and then the biggest like you know rebellion thing is that she actually bringing the ramones into the school mm. princess miss toga is like even saying that when she sees the ramones she's like does your parents know that you are the ramones yeah <laughs> i love that line <laughs> it's so funny and i think his marker like a sticker like on miss toga's oh, back yeah. which says like kick me hard kick me hard and it was yeah. actually his own idea of doing oh, was it? it yeah oh nice <laughs> <laughs> and yeah you know at the end just she's blowing up the school yeah well, this is what i mean you know like <laughs> that was the point of the film they're just like they just blow up this school mm. okay okay <laughs> that was a bit much it was a bit much and there was actually a real ex- explosion because it was a real demolition oh really <laughs> yeah. oh okay so like all all the kids that were standing around there they were actually got really scared because <laughs> it was so loud because yeah they were actually just going to destroy the film during those scenes yeah oh. wow destroy the building yeah yeah, yeah. Was it a school before or was it just like a... Yeah, it was a school it was before. A school. It was going to get demolished. So that's why they were doing it for It does look film. really awesome though when they're they're playing Rock and Roll High School on mm. like the grass and you see the fire in the background. Yeah. <laughs> that does <laughs> yeah. that does look pretty good. I'll give them that. Yeah. I love this film. I will always love it. I've seen it like a hundred times, I think. And I love the songs in it. And it's just so many good quotes in this film as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of like nice little moments. Mm. Um, I enjoyed it actually this is the second time I watched it I enjoyed yeah. it a lot more the second time round mm. um, I think you know because I knew what was coming and stuff I still didn't like the whole dating part of it no I think that's the um, only things I don't like I kind of feel like oh this boring part but I do like Eagle Eagle Bauer Eagle Bauer's good yeah he's funny yeah I'd love that jacket he's got with his name actually on the uh, sleeves it's incredible yeah so good I just feel like the most boring people in this film are Kate Rambeau and Tom Roberts. I feel like they don't need to be, though. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, like, Riff Randall needs, like, that sort of sidekick, you know? Yeah. Someone to bounce off, because she's, like, sort of, you know, the moral person. She's the, like, sensible one. Yeah, and that's funny, actually, because P.J. Souls, um, when she was trying to get into Riff Randall's character, she was actually, you know studying girls from different schools mm. like, you know meeting them and watching films with mm. these rebellious girls and things and she said that Riff Randall was the total opposite from what she was mm. for real uh, PJ Souls was a straight A student she um, yeah was very good in school she was she had like one of her best friends was like the, the, the one smoking dope and like oh, okay. dating older men but right. PJ Souls was like the good girl yeah so she thought it was really really funny doing this character with mm. Randall and also as you said she had to buy like her own clothes yeah and then made her feel even more excited like you know gathering all these clothes and outfits for every scene she knew she was just make a new outfit for every scene yeah so she's like yeah she's creating the character you know so yeah, it help her like get into the, in, into it a lot more yeah although her character i'm not really sure <laughs> i'm not sure either like i said i think she's just a bit of a twat yeah but a lovable one a lovable one yeah um i'm just thinking more the clothes wise I'm not. I'm thinking. Okay, 
Did you think it looked cool back then? Or it was a bit too much? Because we have the Ramones. What, her style? Yeah, we have like some real punk style yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if Riff Randa was just a big... I think PJ Souls even said she wanted her to pop. So I guess that's why she just gave her a lot of colors. I guess so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's wearing this amazing Japanese souvenir jacket in there. And if she only had... What was the budget on? How much was it? What that she had? Yeah, that she had. It was like twenty one hundred dollars. Yeah, I mean that jacket must have. She must have bought it like in a thrift store or mm. something. Almost like the red satin jacket you mentioned. Yeah, before. yeah, yeah. Because uh, those jackets now are worth like around yeah. Thousands, thousands. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, uh, we have a great soundtrack. Yeah. Most of the songs obviously are from the Ramones, but there's songs uh, by um, MC Five. Alice Cooper. Yeah, Paul McCartney and Wings. Yeah, Paul McCartney and Wings is kind of like that romantic sound in the film. And I just love the scene where you get to see the Ramones for the first time. So it's like mm. filmed on their car and they got like a, a joke registration mm. thing and it says Gabba Gabba Hey. Yeah, yeah. And then like the camera moves up to yeah the car and, mm. and the whole Ramones are like sitting in the car and it's like, um, yeah, Ramones is eating chicken. Are they, are they eating? Yeah, he's eating chicken. I didn't even I didn't notice that because I was it was just that thing of like seeing like the Ramones sitting in this car driving along and playing along to a song, you know. Yeah, it's actually it's the song I just want to have something to do. Right. So it's like I feel like it's a really good introduction of the band in the film. Yeah, yeah, it definitely <laughs> it's is. So yeah, it's good. quite an end. Like the rest of the band, they they still have their instruments, like you know. Yeah. Uh, pretending to Jeremone had to like lip sync yeah. as well yeah, yeah, yeah. which they thought it was really weird lip syncing because they never really done anything no, like I bet. that before yeah, yeah. and also because music videos wasn't a thing back then mm. so it's almost like the, the first music video they kind of did yeah I guess so yeah as well because uh, obviously when there are music videos of the Ramones but they're actually playing live but this is yeah. they had to lip sync yeah, yeah, yeah. to it it's just so funny how, how the song starts he sings something like Hanging out on Second Avenue Eating chicken vindaloo I just want to be with you I just want to have something to do, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like throwing a chicken thigh or oh. chicken drumstick. I love that scene. <laughs> it's like when they're turning up to the gig, you know, and no, all no, these yeah, punks yeah. are standing there and just like, woo, cheering and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're all punks and like cheering and like, you know, like dancing around and stuff, mm. but they're all staying in line. They're all staying behind the barrier. Yeah, like, None of them are like oh attacking God, the Ramones oh or anything. Yeah, it's like they're moving backwards. Yeah. Hello, move forward. Polite punks. Yeah, polite punks. Yeah. So what's with the whole like chicken vindaloo thing? Because that's like a very like, I feel like that's like a very English thing. Yeah, it is. But um, as I said, you know, before, um, Joey Ramone and Alan Arkush, yeah. the director, they were really good friends. So that they used to, um, you know, eat a lot of food together and stuff. And that's why Alan Arkush said that chicken vindaloo was actually Joey Ramone's favorite food. Oh, <laughs> Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it sounds silly maybe, but I wouldn't have um, expected that. No. Yeah, Ramones, they, you know, they, they loved pizza as well. Obviously, from New York. From New York. Um, they went to see the Ramones, um, yeah, 
i New York and their manager set up an Italian spread with like linguine, softshell crab and loads of Italian foods. Oh. And then when Ramones came into the room, they were like, I thought we were having Italian, where's the fucking pizza? <laughs> Such brats. Oh my you know? god, so ungrateful. I know, I know. I mean, there's so much trivia. I don't think we can really like, you know, unreveal like any more trivia than we've mm. done. But I mean, the yeah, the soundtrack is great in the film. If you are a Ramones fan, this movie is for you. It doesn't matter how cheesy or B it is. I yeah, think. yeah, it's true. Oh, one thing I thought it was funny. The do you want to dance um, scene. Yeah. It's kind of the finale scene, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's just when they're in the hallways. In the hallways. Yeah. yeah. It's do like before they blow dance? up the school, basically. Yeah. Isn't it? I, I feel like that's like a really kind of cheesy, you know. Oh yeah, they are happy, happy, like you know. Yeah, dancing. I guess so. It's very similar to like the gym scene. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's a, it's like um orchestra is it like a, a band like an orchestra band there it like might be the school band the you know? school band like they're wearing like these proper uniforms mm. and cowboy hats and mm. you see the jocks and the nerds and you know all of that dancing around yeah um but apparently <laughs> that scene is like a homage of like mgm musicals right okay <laughs> like you know there's Minnelli, Liza Minnelli and like Frank Sinatra like right okay musicals. like yeah like big like stage production yeah, things yeah it's like how they are moving through the hallway yeah because it's like you know uh, you got Riff Randall surrounded by the Ramones and yeah. then you have the whole school class like mm. after dancing and stuff yeah so what do you think about this film uh so yeah like I said I thought it was Better the second time round than the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I still, I'm not like, I wouldn't go back to it anytime soon <laughs> or ever again. I would. <laughs> I know you would. But yeah, like, I'm not a massive Ramones fan. Yeah, they look cool. They're good. They've got great style and been ruins nowadays, but yeah, normal people just, like, dress like that now. Yeah, all those cheap Ramones t shirts, you know. Mm. Got to be too mainstream now. Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, so I haven't got, like, like I said earlier, there wasn't any, like, favourite scenes for me, just, like, some silly moments and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I think all in all, it was an okay film. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd give it a score of six. Six? Yeah. Okay, that's six, good. Six out of ten. Yeah. It was, uh, it would have been a five this the first time round. Mm-hmm. Which I know sounds quite low and harsh, but yeah, I mean, it's just it just isn't my sort of thing, you know. I don't really. No. I hate films that try to be weird for the sake of being weird, but, but then I also hate films that are being silly for the sake of being <laughs> weird and silly. I think they were trying to make it like a serious film, you know, you know, like. Were they? A, yeah, I think so. What happened? No, no, I don't know. That's why it's so confusing because sometimes you just think and you're just like oh my god that's so bad surely they must know it's bad and then later on you'd be like they don't know it's so bad do they it's just keeps <laughs> going really bad or like cheesy yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like a charm with that i really like for some mm. reason as i said the songs are good if you're into hormones you you'd be happy yeah you just have to take it as it is you know it's just silly yeah i don't think i can <laughs> <laughs> But what, yeah, well, so what did you think then? No, as I said, that, yeah, I really like it. Yeah. I really enjoy watching it. Obviously, it's bits where I feel like, oh, now it turned a little bit boring. You know, the whole dating thing with mm. Eagle I remember that um, the first time round was really boring. It's really boring, yeah. But then this time round, it felt like it went so quick. Mm. 
And also it's a very like unnecessary thing in there as well. It's like a high school film, so obviously they're gonna have the jocks and geeks, but <laughs> there's a geeky guy that literally everyone picks on for mm, no reason yeah. and it's like really, really weird. They cram him in like a, a locker, yeah. they they put him in a pot, uh, they <laughs> in a drawer. In a drawer, in a, a glass cabinet, like yeah, whatever. They just he's just a character that for everyone to pick on. Yeah, that is a no bit reason. weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's loads of other like obscure, like weird uh, scenes. That's just like, oh, what the, what is that? <laughs> but that's why I like it. But yeah, it's just it's a weird film. All of a sudden, Riff Randall is like the rebellious leader of the school, and you know, usually in high school films, it's like you know the jocks are, yeah the the men are the leaders. It's never like the women are leaders. Yeah, yeah. So that's why probably I, I like it so much because mm. it's kind of reversed. Yeah, yeah. So they, they, they made like a woman or a high school girl to be like the main character mm. who just gets everyone on her side, even like a teacher on her side. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to rebel, to rebel against uh, Miss Toger, the principal who's against rock and roll music. Yeah. It's a very iconic scene with Miss Toger. She's carrying, um, um, she's holding up a Ramones record with fire on and then mm. she sets like the whole the whole pile on fire pile of records on fire and um, when that scene was shown in new york at like the premiere being up and being like oh no don't do that <laughs> like you know don't do that to ramon because <laughs> obviously ramon's really big in new york yeah, so, you yeah, know, yeah. people in new york absolutely loves the film <laughs> yeah well yeah i can understand yeah but i, I give this film a strong seven Seven. Yeah, I've se- I've seen this film for many years. I think I watch it like maybe once or twice every year because mm. um, for a laugh. Um, I love the characters. I love uh, P.J. Souls so much. I think she's really good actress. Um, again, I said this in every episode. This is made like you know in my favorite era, late seventies. Yeah. And yeah, it's probably not a film for everyone. But if you want to see something silly with the Ramones, go ahead. Yeah, I suppose there is that, you know, you don't have to think too much when you're watching it. And mm. yeah, if you love the Ramones, this is perfect for you. If yeah. you haven't seen it's, it. It's the lighthearted sibling of class of 1984. So, yeah, um, so this is why we sort of, we did it in a way, weren't it? Just to show like the contrast, contrast between the, between two, the films. two films. Yeah. You've got one of these like Nazi punks who are just like happy to kill and rape everyone. Yeah, and they're after their teacher. Yeah, but then this one, you know kind of similar they are after their principal mm. but you know everyone's like really happy everyone's together all like friends yeah well yeah i don't know if i have anything more to say about this film more than i really enjoy watching it and i think it's a fun film to watch yeah so i do recommend it okay i do recommend it yeah i mean well we could this could be like a three hour podcast to be honest with the amount of stuff you found about it hey eh? i know there's so much information ain't there so much but yeah we had to cut it down yeah give you like the uh, express version <laughs> yeah but you know you can always check it out for yourself once you watch the film yeah i think the whole film is on youtube actually i think so yeah it's pretty decent quality yeah it's out on dvd and blu-ray mm-hmm. um it's not on amazon prime unfortunately but i feel like if yeah if you like um streaming <laughs> on dodgy websites <laughs> there you go there, there you have it yeah i still have it on my um, chopped up dvd i had for ages yeah um thanks for listening 
yeah thanks again for coming back and listening yeah if this is your first time thanks for checking us out yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode mm. and uh, thanks for all the support again we always mention every episode but i think it's important yeah we gotta gotta keep thanking the fans yeah <laughs> It's a gotta small re- fan club we Gotta remember where we come from. 113 followers on Instagram. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, who, who cares? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it really mean? Yeah, what does it mean? But yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you in- keep enjoying our first season. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget Do- to uh, like and subscribe and... All of that. Yeah, review our podcast <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. Give us those five-star reviews. Yeah. Spread the words. Let you. Your grands know, your granddads, they're still around. Pat, I'm hungry. Yeah, so am I. I'm starving, <laughs> so I'm trying to finish it now. <laughs> anyway, what yeah. What are we having for dinner? Chicken. No, you said meatballs. No, we're having chicken. Oh, okay. Pat, we're having Pat's chicken. <laughs> Pat's secret recipe chicken. God, you look like you're white in your face. I think I you know. need to eat some food. Yeah. Why is it always like this when we do the podcast? One of us just like falling ill. Yeah, it's like we're either like sweating hot. Or, it's like, not hot, it's starving. freezing. Come yeah. on, it's 12 degrees outside. Yeah. 23rd I mean, of May. Yeah, it feels a bit. Yeah, yeah. I feel a bit Linda Blair at the moment. Okay, Exorcist. calm down. Calm down. <laughs> well, let's, yeah. Why don't you say what, what film we're going to talk about next time? Yes. And uh, this is a banger, I'm telling you. <laughs> This is from 1987. It's a martial arts rock band classic. It's directed by Wu Sang Park and YK Kim. It's Miami Connection. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon Sound Forever. (laughs) (laughs) Friends Forever. Through thick or thin. That's a preview of the soundtrack. Yeah, we can't wait to do that episode. And we can't wait for you guys to listen to it. But anyway, I really hope you (laughs) enjoy this episode of Ramon's Mania. Yep, and as always, apologies for our rambling. Yeah, rambling, rambling. But, you know, we are very, you know, open people and we love bringing a little bit personal things into this podcast. Bit so. spice. Spice. Spice is nice. <laughs> anyway, have a good two weeks. Yep, and we'll see you again soon. Or Yeah. Yeah, you'll be hearing from us. Right. Bye. Bye-bye.